Good morning, afternoon, and evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's your host, Rod. Welcome back to another episode of Redskins Addicts. It's the post-game pod. It's uh, September 28th, episode 21. So those who will be seeing the video pod of this on YouTube, myself and Steve are rocking our Sean Taylor jerseys. Uh, Rest in peace, Sean. Um, But now we talk about the state of our franchise the Washington football team and coming off a, a, a loss yesterday versus the Cleveland Browns, uh, 34 to 20. Um, if you look at the stat sheet, you're horribly disappointed. If you watch the game, you're horribly disappointed or you're optimistic for the future. Um, for me, looking at, you know, overreaction Monday, some of the headlines and or sound bites that came out um, coming from Coach Revere, <clears throat> Sort of has Haskins on a short leash. Um, one quotable uh, was the team deserves better at the quarterback position. Uh, there's been a lot of polls on Twitter, Facebook, uh, calling our quarterback trashkins. They want to get rid of them. Uh, it is start number 10. It is game number three in this very young season. If you guys rewind the tape and go back to episode one, when we had our season predictions um, I said we were six and ten, and the other hosts they can re, re- or, or reverb or reiterate rather uh, what their positions would have been on this team. The frustrating part for me as we go forward into this pod is Rivera's line: "We deserve better from the quarterback position." And hey, I'm I'm thinking of even necessarily I won't quote him saying hey, I'm thinking of making the change, but he sort of alluded to that. Um, here's the thing: I said we'd be six and ten. I don't think there's many people in the world that are fans of this team that realistically said, hey, this team is going to compete for an NFC East title this year. This team is going to compete for an NFC Conference Championship. This team is going to compete for Lombardi Trophy. Um, and because of that, I'm very hesitant to go all in and say, hey, I want a quarterback change. Um, it, it, it angers me, and, and I'm on a spiel here, guys, so I'm, everyone's going to get their turn, but it angers me that the 10th of June coach Rivera was asked about Antonio Brown. And he said, Hey, I don't want to go after Antonio Brown. I want to focus on our young guys. I want to look at our young guys first. So Antonio Brown, he's out the picture. Okay. 32 years old, 10 year career, 11,000 plus yards, 75 touchdowns. We want a young guy. That's Bryant's out there. Seven years in the league, 7,400 yards, 73 touchdowns. Nah, he's 31 years old. We want a young guy. So we signed Dontrell Inman, 31 years old. In his six years in the league, 177 catches, 2,358 yards, and 13 touchdowns. And this includes the two touchdowns he had yesterday. So for that, if you're going to evaluate Dwayne Haskins, Coach Rivera, Redskins fans, Washington football team fans, What is he working with? Is this an evaluation season where we're looking at our young players and seeing what we got? Or are we trying to win now? Because if we're trying to win now, I'd I'd argue to say that, hey, Coach Rivera didn't give us the tools that we need to actually win now. And that's the most upsetting thing of this entire scenario for me. We're not set up to win now, yet we're going to evaluate the quarterback for not winning now. For me, I saw some strides yesterday, and 
you guys can can disagree with me. I saw Haskins willing to at least push the ball downfield a little bit more. He didn't throw a 40-yard bomb. He didn't throw a 50-yard bomb. He didn't unleash the cannon. But he was willing to at least test the defense, something we hadn't seen him do weeks one and two. Uh, So here we are on another Monday, a miserable Monday in the Washington football team nation, where we're once again questioning whether or not we have our quarterback of the future after his 10th professional start. Uh, so for me, it's very frustrating. Um, Ellie had said the the pre pre pod as we were kind of chatting with the, amongst the admins that hey, uh, Rod said, you know earlier oh, podcast number one or two whatever that hey I don't I don't want this to be another quarterback controversy, and it feels like that's where we are right now. So I thought I'd have more fire and brimstone. Um, I'm just pretty annoyed by the whole situation. So. Uh, Phil's dressed as a Grim Reaper, so I, I think I'm going to kick it off to Phil first to follow me and see uh, where you're feeling about this entire topic. So uh, we'll talk about Haskins first. So, Phil, how do you feel? Well, I'll start with the fact that it was an uneven performance. I Like you, I saw strides. I saw him trying to make plays. I saw him you know, trying to do a little more. And we saw some success with that. You know, I think it helps that we, you know, utilized some new uh, young weapons early. Um, you know, I did like the jet sweep to Gandy Golden. I thought, you know, that was a, a nice new wrinkle, taking advantage of his game speed. Um, Isaiah Wright showed up. And, you know, Dwayne got on the ball. I think he got four catches in this game. And I think that – as he builds rapport with those weapons, we might see some progress as well. Um, I, you know, his performance was uneven. The play calling was uneven. We had zero commitment to establishing a run game to support him. So you can't put this entire loss on Haskins in the broader spectrum of things. Yes, you can point out the four turnovers. Uh, well, let's put it three because that last one, Dwayne fumbled. But, I mean, let, let's be real. Jerron Christian got, got just absolutely manhandled. And I'll get to him later. But, you know, three interceptions. And they were always at points in the game where something had just happened that kind of set us back. And he was trying to get it all back at once. He even said so. And you could see it. He was trying to make something happen to bounce back from bad play. Because, you know, that's Dwayne's character. Something goes wrong, he bounces back. You know, he tries. He keeps fighting. So these are important things to remember and to consider. What we hope is that the development comes together with that level of competitive spirit that he has and that willingness to shake things off and to keep going. If it all starts coming together, you're going to see some, you know, franchise quarterback level play. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But let's also not kid ourselves. Dwayne Haskins is the best quarterback this team has right now. It's not Kyle Allen. If you like three interception games, <laughs> you put Kyle Allen back there. It's not Alex Smith. He's five snaps away from being permanently crippled. So you go with you go with Dwayne. Let's let's give the kid the rest of this season. After this season, you have a whole offseason to evaluate what you're going to do next. But, Rod, you brought up an interesting point. It's something that I actually looked at 
as well. You're talking about the lack of weapons that Dwayne Haskins has. And everybody likes to bring up some of the, uh, you know, first and second year quarterbacks in the league right now that, you know, have been, you know, putting up the stats, even though only one, well, two of the four are, you know, have you know, a winning record. The other two don't. Josh Allen, who, by the way, was not the most impressive guy last year either. He was, you know, not the most consistent throwing the ball. You know, he, he, he could run. He was exciting. But he didn't have any 300-yard games last year. This year, he's running an offense. He's got Devin Singletary in the background. He's got Stephon, B- Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, and John Brown to throw the ball to. Kyler Murray, we saw him last week. Kenyon Drake, DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk's, you know, one of the better third wide receivers in the league. Now let's look at the guys who aren't so successful. We still hear the comparisons. Justin Herbert down in, uh, in Los Angeles just, just took over for Tyrod Taylor uh, to start week two. Um, he's got Austin Eckler. Joshua Kelly, both in backfield, and both are very productive. Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry to throw the ball to. Those are solid first and second targets. And now let's look at uh, the guy drafted between Kyler and Dwayne, Daniel Jones. Saquon Barkley, yeah, he's hurt, but he Barkley plays for the team. Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Evan Ingram. These are all guys who can start in this league on a lot of teams. We don't know beyond Terry McLaurin and maybe Antonio Gibson who we have that would be a starter for 16 to 32 teams in this league in our at our skill positions. There's a lot of unknowns, a lot of raw guys we're trying to develop. So consider the fact that you know, yes, Dwayne, a quarterback makes his weapons better. And Dwayne does need to help elevate these guys. But it's easier to elevate guys when they're on the, a higher level than a lower level. You're having to pull, do a lot more in the way of dramatic movement of the skill position players around you. You know, I personally think Michael Jordan, greatest basketball player of all time. But, um, you know, he wasn't winning. Uh, Rod disagrees with me, <laughs> but he went through some years before, you know, he had to wait a couple of years before Pippen developed. Pippen's first couple of years aren't, aren't anything stellar. Same with Horace Grant. Those are guys who had to develop. Now, I know basketball, different sport than football, but the point is, and I'm not saying Dwayne is Michael Jordan, either, but the point is, is that, you know, sometimes you, these guys have to develop to a certain level where they can then be carried to a solid performance. And I don't know if we're having that yet. And I don't know. And that's just something that's going to come with time and repetition. These guys do not – blue chip talent is great overnight. Anything less than that, there's a learning curve. There's a developmental curve. Yeah. One other thing I'm going to point out, and then I'll get off my soliloquy here. I ran a poll in the group and I wanted to know the demographics of those who want us to bench Haskins and go with a lesser quarterback or let's rock with him till the end of the season and see what happens. 
The core of Haskins support comes from, seems to be, at least from those who answered, the 35 to 50 age group, basically Gen Xers. The stronger contingents in terms of numbers for benching Haskins now are 50 and up, boomers, or under 30, millennials, and Gen Zers. Now, the boomers, I don't know if it's just a lack of patience because they remember a lot of glory years from the 70s and 80s, and now with 30 years of us just being a mediocre franchise, they have no patience, or they just don't understand the process anymore, or what. But they have to understand, we, back when they were in their prime watching football, when they were younger, it still took a couple years to develop a quarterback. Mark Rippon won a Super Bowl MVP. He did not get to that point overnight. It took him two, three seasons before he got to that level. The young kids, I just find I get a lot of uh, emotional responses from, oh, there's no, I can't talk reason to these people, and I should understand. I'm talking, re, trying to talk reason to a generation that unironically refers to certain foods as chalky milk and chicky nuggets. So I don't understand how in the hell I'm going to get through to them that you got to apply a little bit of logic and reason to this, but it's getting really frustrating listening to people in a fan base not look at the broader picture and think reasonably and logically. And it's funny because some people hear me, you know, just pop off. But I'm not popping off in defense of Haskins. I'm popping off in defense of reason. In defense of simmer down, look at the broader picture. And when I hear nothing but emotional responses, yeah, I want to start swinging. So. I'm with you, man. It's uh, it's it's interesting when you talk about the demographics of it all, uh, as far as like the older boomers. I I did have an interesting conversation with somebody earlier today, uh, an older gentleman, and he said, "Hey, you know, I want to win." I asked him. I said, "Hey, did you did you think we're legitimately going to compete this year?" He's like, "No, I didn't, but I'm getting old, and I want to see us win before I die." Um, pretty pretty dark outlook, but you sort of understand understands that sort of frustration. But uh, yeah, I just don't think we're there yet. Uh, but L.E., I see you smiling, shake your head a little bit left to the right. I know you're agreeing, disagreeing, perhaps. So uh, I'm going to kick it to you and let Barry White take over. So, <laughs> uh, so for the people in the group, I do want to put a disclaimer out there. Very, very rarely do I put my personal feelings out in the group. I always try to take the perspective of what I think the team might be thinking when I put these things out there. And if I do put something out there that's my personal opinion, I'll preface it with, this is what I think. Same thing with the admin chat too. But um, the, the funny thing is this could all go away if Haskins had a game where he just completely balled out and stayed healthy. He, start, he had a start to a game like that last year, and then he got hurt. I think if he just put together four quarters, through, he's never thrown for 300 yards, put 300 yards on the board, three touchdowns, four touchdowns, something, it buys him so much time. Where that game's going to come, I don't know because we got a couple games up you know, coming that are kind of rough. Now, in regards to yesterday, it was an ugly game. Not a lot different, I think you can say about that. The thing is, is like when you're like, hey, I see some signs of progressions, maybe are they intangible signs of progression or are they tangible signs of progression? And I think most people are probably around waiting for tangible signs of progression. 
Um, and it, when you're a quarterback taken in the first round, you're going to get compared to some other guys. Phil gave you a whole list. Here's the difference between Haskins and everybody else on that list. Those guys are two-dimensional quarterbacks or multi-dimensional quarterbacks. They are all more mobile than what Haskins is. Haskins has not been an effective runner this year. That's something that I think is holding him back a little bit. Um, you know, if you look at Kyle Mur Kyler Murray would probably not be nearly as good if he was not a mobile quarterback. I think we all agree about that. Josh Allen relied on his mobility the first couple of years in the league um, to be productive until his pass game caught up. The last thing I'm going to say is, before we get into deeper conversation later, I think it was Cody Jones who brought something up that really kind of stuck out to me. He said, Haskins was better last year under Kevin O'Connell. How in the world can that be the case? It's true, but how can that be the case? Haskins <laughs> didn't start the year getting trained by Gruden at all, right? They kind of just made him run scout team. Then he came in the game, was trashed against the Giants. It was a terrible situation to put him in. Gruden got fired. O'Connell took over, and then he started producing a little bit. I don't understand how he's better in that situation last year than he is this year with a – you don't get the whole offseason, I know, because you have COVID, yada, 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 but he had a little bit of a training camp, and now he's starting off a little bit slower. So to me, thinking about that point a little bit deeper, it's more of an indictment on Scott Turner and getting – I don't know if it's just finding the offense that's right, the preparedness or what, but something doesn't make sense there. And I so, don't know what it is. Yeah, Lee, <clears throat> on that point, I, I think I – I don't want to take your time, but what you just said right there. So last year when we had Adrian Peterson, we have a threat of a run. So I think people loaded the box and says, we're going to make Dwayne beat us this year. I, we don't have a run. So they're probably backing off, you know, playing, you know, playing the pass a little more than the run saying, Hey, we don't, you know, we don't run the ball. Yeah. So they're looking for that pass first and saying, you know, so the, so it's it's the defense seems to be overly stacked against our pass, where last year it seemed to be overly stacked against our run. I don't know. Just just a thought. I, no, I, I haven't it, really looked at it, but it's a, it's a fair point. I think something that Haskins has got to start doing to help himself out is finding a way to involve the deep passing game. Those linebackers, those DBs are squatting, especially on third down. My lord, on anything between five. And eight yards, they're just chilling. And he, he has an issue now where he's not going away from that. Every throw he puts on third down, I'm sure it's on tape, is five to eight yards, and that's what it is. Now, his receivers are running short of the goal of the, uh, the yard to gain and all that stuff, but we got, we got to find a way to include some of the deep passing game to make them respect it if we're not going to run the ball. Now, we should be running the football, so that's all on Scott Turner as well. You know, even if you don't complete a pass, just set up a play where you're not a wasted play, but just throw the ball deep just to make them have a – They might go – yes. Yep. Will, will the fans live with that, though, Steve? No. Like if, if, <laughs> no. It, see, that's that's the most frustrating it's part he, for he's the He's so box. inaccurate. It's, <laughs> it's just a, it's, it's a dual-edged sword, man. It cuts both ways. Um, and that's the most frustrating aspect of it all because we want him to stretch the field. We know the kid has an arm. We want him to make those plays, but do do we have the players to do that? And Ellie, are are you done with your with your your segment before we kick off to Steve? I don't want to tramp on your time. Yeah, I'm good. You're I'm good. good. Yeah. So so Steve, how how are you feeling then, man? Yep my uh, my initial overreaction, obviously Dwayne Haskins. Uh, I think that'll be broken down a little bit further when they do the film when they do the good you know the whole PFF thing on on him. 
I don't think the metric's going to be that good, but like Ellie was saying, there's a lot of intangibles that come with being a quarterback. And my second immediate overreaction is the defense is, might not be as deep as we thought it was, is, you know, one injury to Chase Young, one injury to Matt Ioannidis, who's gone for the year. Look at us. I mean, they still held their own and put us in positions to almost win. I just don't know if it's as good or as as deep as we thought it it might be. So it'll be remain, you know, to be seen, but that's my initial overreactions for Monday is Dwayne Haskins, WTF and and the D, but there's some truth in lending to both of those, but I, I, there's no need to expand on that right now. So that's all I got. No, I I agree, man. And I'll, I'll kind of just immediately segue to the next thing. So like my immediate reaction beyond the quarterback is like you just said, we we have no identity. Like last year, we had Adrian Peterson. We could run the ball. Dwayne was able to be a little bit more, I guess, catch the defensive uh, players or teams or whatever off guard. Um, when they stacked the box, okay, this kid actually can beat you with his arm. And it wasn't sexy. I mean, seven touchdowns, seven interceptions, but he showed a little bit of glimpses of what we think he would be. But no offensive identity this year, no defensive identity. Uh, we had a great game versus the Eagles week one. And then, I mean, 34 points to the Browns yesterday, and I get it. Like, Dwayne threw three interceptions. It led to 21 points. But you still have to hold the defense accountable in those scenarios. It's, are you going to play defense? Are you going to try to get the ball back? Are you going to try to make a stop? Can you make a stop? Or if the Browns have the ball, they're automatically going to score seven. So it's – if – if they made them attempt a field goal yesterday of those three drives and the guy goes wide, right. And they score 14 points on the other. It's still, when, when we get down to that final two minute scenario yesterday, when it's fourth down for the Browns and we don't call a timeout, they end up converting and the game's over. Maybe we call a timeout. Maybe we're only down seven. You know, we actually have a chance to come back and win, but it's, it's frustrating. I don't, I don't know who we are. And that's why, um, Thursday's pod, uh, Friday morning's, you know, publication. That's why I said, Hey, I don't, I'm not picking the skins. I'm not picking the Washington football team. Cause I don't know who we are. I don't know what team's going to show up. Is it going to be week one where they blow us away and like, Holy shit, these guys got eight sacks. Like they're, they're playing great defense. They're, they're, they're ball hawking. They're crowding to the ball carrier uh, when someone has it, or are they going to be the passive team that just allows Baker Mayfield to look like he's playing at Oklahoma again and just have fun with it. So it's, it's a, it's an interesting, you know, scenario that we have in front of us. It's, you, you think that we're building for the future, uh, yet you have the, co- the coach uh, putting forth sound bites that alludes to the fact that, hey, we want to win now and people deserve uh, to, be, to be winning now. They deserve better from certain positions. People played well enough uh, to win yesterday. That's crazy hearing a defensive, retired defensive player from the 85 bears saying that, Hey, we played good defense yesterday after allowing 34 points. So yeah, that's uh that's where we're at. So immediate reaction outside of Dwayne Haskins team centric. So Steve, I'll let you kick off. So how do you feel? Do you agree? Disagree? Where are you at? Uh, outside of Dwayne Haskins. I mean, we, like you said, we don't have an identity. We're not a run first team. We're not a pass first team. Every time you think they're going in one direction, they go to the other direction. And I could tell you we are anti-run team. 
<laughs> that seems to be the identity we have. I think the defense is the identity right now. So it, it's frustrating. But yeah, I mean, 300. So we got 300 rushing yards as a team, you know, um, 625 passing yards. I will say Gibson, his, uh, his average isn't bad. I mean, four and a half yards a clip. That's, that's the frustrating part. Like if you look at the numbers, fuck, if you're giving a rookie running back the ball, he's giving you four and a half yards per touch. Let's keep giving him the ball. Um, well, since you're, since you're going that route, can we transition yeah. to the next segment and then let me talk about Antonio Gibson real quick? Yeah, go ahead. To, uh, Hi, we'll go good. We'll go good, bad uglies. Uh, my good Antonio Gibson, like you just said it four and a half yards of carry. He's the seventh ranked pro football focus running back. You gave him the ball nine times for 49 yards, five and a half yards of carry one touchdown. He does not touch the ball enough. And I don't know why they have, what are they doing to where, or where they think they are good enough to where they're not giving him the ball. Like, is there something he's doing? Are they, I don't understand the logic behind not giving him the ball more. He, him and Terry seem to be the only playmakers on the field. No questions about it. My bad. The play calling it segues right in from the, the first part. We, uh, we're the actually the 12th ranked overall run blocking team from Po football focus. Take that combined with Antonio Gibson make it work. Like what, what, what are we doing? And finally the, the ugly is the, I'm not saying Dwayne Haskins. I'm saying the Dwayne Haskins turnovers, mostly because they were pretty telegraphed. They, they weren't necessarily, you know, throws under duress, but I'm going to, I'm going to call that my ugly. And I, I still believe that a lot of those things can be, can be coached to a point. So we will just have to see. Uh, I, I do have a funny little stat that, uh, oh, I must have lost it. The, oh, this game right here was Dwayne's least pressured game of his career. 21.95% of his passes, he was under duress. That's the least amount he's ever had in his career, but it's also his lowest graded PFF game of his career. So it's kind of mind-boggling how that happens. But I think it goes back to what we were all saying is the more time he has it almost like he, he digs his own hole. And I think he needs to be quick. He doesn't need to, you know, he doesn't need to sit back there and, and have time to dissect everything. Just make it fast for him and, and move on. So that's my, that's my good, bad and ugly. Well, that that's interesting to hear. Uh, it's, it's, he doesn't, he didn't play like, you know, it's, it's almost like he's, he's got shell shock, man. Uh, he, he's used to being rattled, used to being rushed, and that causes him to just speed up exponentially and make horrible decisions. Those those interceptions yesterday were, were horrible. He he said publicly that he didn't stare down the wide receivers, but he did. I mean, I've I've rebound, looked at it, rebound the tape, looked at it, rebound, rebound. I mean, tape, the broadcast. Um, but yeah, he uh, he definitely stared down uh, the folks yesterday. He did not look good. So I I can understand if that was his lowest rated game. It it makes sense for me. I mean, eight, eight of his pa- of his thirty seven passes were behind the line of scrimmage, and then we did go deep three times over twenty. Um, his two touchdowns down the middle between ten and twenty. He was three for six, forty two yards, two touchdowns, and interception for a seventy three rating. Not not bad, but a majority of his passes were between zero and ten yards. So, yeah. can we quick? I just want to quickly add. Yeah, go ahead, brother. We we can't necessarily overreact to the Haskins interceptions because Haskins is not a turnover guy. We have to remember that, right? Like he's had 
he didn't have any picks coming into this game. He now has three. He didn't have that many in the second half of his time that he played last year. So if you're going to be upset with Haskins, don't be upset about the picks itself. Be upset about the decision-making that led to the turnovers. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, he'll learn how to take care of the ball again. But if you don't feel like he's progressing with his decision-making, that's a fair criticism, but right. not the fact that the ball was intercepted. And that's one of those intangible things that we talked about. It's like like yeah. Goldie, if you go to Goldie's Twitter, he posted a graphic on Josh Allen's first 10 starts, like Phil said. Seven touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 52% completion, and 6.3 yards per attempt. Dwayne, in his first 10 starts, 11 touchdowns, six interceptions, six and a half yards, and 58%. Better across the whole – and I believe Josh Allen was a three-year starter – yeah, and that's and that's the frustrating part for me. Like I've I've I posted that exact tweet. Yeah, and not necessarily in defense of Dwayne, but like trying to calm down the fans. And say, listen, man, like we're you don't got to rush this. Uh, you don't have to kick the guy out the quarterback position because you look at and, and the response that blew me away was like, well, Josh Allen has his legs. He ran around. He improvised. It's like, well, dude, when we had a player that did that. You don't want him to do that. You want him to be a pocket passer, pure pocket passer. That's the only way you can win in the NFL. And maybe times have changed since 2013, 14, 15, whatever. I'm not saying Griffin was it. Griffin was the dude in 2012. He fell off a cliff. But when he was trying to reinvent himself as the pure pocket passer, people didn't want that. So it's what do you want? Do you want a playmaker? Do you want someone who's going to run around? Then you want Justin Fields or maybe do you want to draft someone else? Because it's, it's just, it's, it's weird to me. And it's, it's frustrating. I just, I, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. We are not a good team. Uh, we are not a Dwayne Haskins or a Joe Montana away from being a Super Bowl contending team. We need, there are so many holes that we have to fill. Um, and I'd start with the, the five people that line up in front of Dwayne or quarterback one every week. Uh, Phil, how you feeling, man? Let's see our, are, are we doing the good, bad, and ugly now? Yeah, just go ahead. Yeah. So, Phil, what's your good, bad, and ugly then? What's interesting is that I actually have some some significant positives to take away from this game. Um, my good is our pass defense. We held Baker Mayfield barely over 150 yards passing. Um, he was fairly efficient, but he they leaned on their run game. Let me rephrase that. They leaned on Nick Chubb because we actually had bottled up Kareem Hunt as well. Kareem Hunt averaged less than three yards a carry on 16 carries, um, and we we didn't they didn't get off any huge plays in the passing game. You know, Odell, Jarvis, all them. It was pretty quiet. There was nothing spectacular out of them. And we came into this season believing that, you know, oh, if we don't get a pass rush, and mind you, we only had two sacks. Now, Montez Sweat was all in the backfield. Um, so he also gets a, a, a side good on that. But our pass defense really did not let us down. And I don't know if – having Kendall Fuller back there because Kendall Fuller Del Rio apparently said this and I re actually remember hearing about this in Kansas City Fuller was the guy who kind of called coverage adjustments and in, in, for the defensive backs you know he's kind of he's kind of their guy you know whenever you know making sure guys are in position things like that that's Fuller's job and apparently having Fuller back he was that communicator for secondary and I think it showed because I think that we had 
you know, they didn't feel like they could just air it out on us. And I, I think that's a positive to take away, especially on a day in which we didn't get the kind of pressure we got the first two games. We only got the Baker Mayfield twice. Both of them were uh, Montez Sweat, which, by the way, I did say he was a key to the game. Um, Same here. I <laughs> yeah. did too. Yeah, Steve did too. Um, so I'm glad to see that, you know, Montez broke out a little bit, especially with the fact that, you know, Chase Young's gone. They don't have to game plan Chase Young. And Montez is still spending all day in the backfield. The bad was just inconsistency across the entire offense Um, between some of Dwayne's decisions, between the play calling, between the fact that, look, I've sat here and dumped on Antonio Gibson's credentials in previous pods. The guy obviously is earned the right for us to see what he can do with 18, 20, 22 carries in a game. He does need the ball more. We're not getting him the ball. Um, we're not running the ball, period, whether it's Peyton Barber, J.D. McKissick, whoever. When your leading rusher has nine carries, you're not committing to the run at all. So it's just the offense in general is bad. The ugly was our run defense against Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb went off on us. Every big run they had late in that game was Nick Chubb. Remember, we went into the fourth quarter winning 20-17. to 17. They ripped off 17 points. And between Chubb and Nick Chubb was the reason why. He, he put that team on his back and carried them. Up until that point, we had actually bottled up their run game. Their offense really wasn't doing too much. They took advantage of short field to score their previous points. But in that fourth quarter, man, I don't know if they just after the, after another interception they went or what. But I'll bet you I remember going into about a little over 40 minutes into the game, we had the time of possession time of possession advantage. We ended up losing time of possession by seven minutes. So in the last 18, 20 minutes of the game, we only had the ball five minutes. And that's because our defense just could not get off the field. And our offense couldn't stay on. So, Definitely a recipe for disaster. Ellie, good, bad, ugly. How you feeling? All right, my good. Isaiah Wright. Great to see somebody else on the field who can create separation. The guys seem to be open all day. Put him on the opposite side of Terry. Let him roll. Waterbury, Connecticut, baby. Okay, just had to say that. Hey, <laughs> I got, I got uh, two bats. Um, what the heck is going on with Steven Sims? I don't understand where he's at in this offense, or this offense just doesn't have a role for him. Why is he not here? He's got to show up. Uh, the other bat I have are the safeties, and it's both of them. Somebody pointed this out yesterday in the group that, yeah, Apke sucks, but Collins hasn't been playing good either. They're right. <laughs> Neither of them have been playing well all season. Collins, though, Collins was part of the reason why we were holding their run game down. He was making a lot of plays up the line of scrimmage. He misses a boatload of tackles. I mean, he, I don't know. He's, he's, he's iffy. And then he, then he gets in coverage spots and he can't do it. So he's – we're just paying a lot of money for a really super one-dimensional guy. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, um, 
I got a couple uglies. My first one, and it's probably the one that really bothers me the most, is just Ron Rivera's confusing <laughs> approach to whatever this season is. Are we trying to be a good football team, or are we just trying to get the number one pick? He's like, he's playing both sides to me, and I don't understand. And it's like, he's like, well, we, we got guys in here that played well enough to win, and they deserve to win, and I want to see them. But then you don't take timeouts at the end of the game to try to win the football game. Right. So as much as that's on Haskins for those picks, it's on you too for not giving your team the opportunity to try to come back two weeks in a row. Run a, no, run a no huddle two-minute drill. Stress them. Even if you're down by two scores, they need the reps. I don't get it. I, it's, it's confusing. It's misleading. And if he has a plan, I need him to tell us what it is. I, I don't need all the intricacies of what's going on. But bro, are, are we trying to win or not? Period. Because quite honestly, with a little bit better quarterback play, we could be 3-0 and right now. But does that even matter if we're just trying to evaluate players, whatever? Ron's got to do something different. I'm not liking what we're getting from Ron right now. I'm not feeling the vibe. Um, Dwayne, so we, we've been hard enough on Dwayne. That's fine. What I hate is 37 passing attempts in a game that, like Phil said, we were leading going into the third or the fourth quarter. What? What, what are we doing? At, at some point, we got to run the football, man. Let, let's be a ground-and-pound team and let our defense hold us in the game. We're not doing anything right now. We're, we're, we're throwing the football. It seemed very intentional. And then it really started to bother me, and this is my last um, uh, ugly. We didn't even try to bail Dwayne Haskins out of his situation. Clearly, he got into a little bit of a funk with the picks and stuff like that. We just kept letting him sling it. Take some pressure off of him. Run the football consistently. And I hate the fact that the only time we run the ball are out of these little creative run sets all these creative motions into some weird, like, lead jet sweep with the running, you know, just halfback sweep or something like that. Like, why don't we have traditional run plays in the offense? Let we me run see. a lot of delay. We do, but delays to the outside. Yeah. What are we doing? I mean, it's like we, we run out of past looks, and I get you need to do that sometimes. Get in a traditional eye formation. Run the football. Go up the A gap. Go the B gap. Do something. Throw a halfback toss, but pull a guard and lead block on it. I hate this. We're, we're going to be so creative. We only run when we look like we're going to pass. Sometimes you don't have to be smarter than the defense. You just have to be better than the defense. Let us be better than the defense in the run game because we seem to be able to do that, and Scott doesn't want to try I got questions about Scott right now. I really do. Yep. Well, I'll, 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 I like when you talk about pulling guards and all that. Cause I'm a big fan of, of pulling offensive linemen. Um, it's the former offensive lineman in me. Um, Wes Martins would be the guy you probably look at today. And Sheriff's out. I don't know. And I haven't had enough on us uh, on Schweitzer to really have an idea of his footwork. Wes Martin's footwork is God awful. He does. I wouldn't trust him to pull. Him and Christian both have awful footwork, and they have got to be coached on that. And a lot of this is basic. Christian, especially, just oh, like Jerron Christian somehow managed to get to the NFL 
and doesn't know how to properly set up a pocket from the left side. Like he, 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 you're supposed, it's usually about two to three steps back before you pivot to create that side of the pocket. He does it after one. He gives up the edge every time. Any rusher with any kind of speed is going to come right off his left shoulder and it's coming right at Dwayne. And you saw it on that sack fumble. Yeah, insanely frustrating. So my good, bad, and ugly, I'll be quick. My good, despite two interceptions at that point, leading to 14 points by the Browns, eventually 21, we were in the game with two minutes and 20 seconds left in the third quarter. We are, I got it paused here. I'm looking at it. We're getting ready to kick off after scoring a touchdown where we went up 20 to 17. So with 17 minutes and 20 seconds left, we were up by three. We allowed 17 unanswered points to close the game. But the goodness in that is that despite the early turnovers, we had a young team that was willing to continue to fight battle come back the bad five turnovers you cannot win pop warner football games with five turnovers let alone an nfl game that's bad the ugly zero takeaways so you have five turnovers your defense that we talk about that's supposed to be so great for us yeah offense might put them in the pickle we put them in bad positions we didn't give them very advantageous field position, but they had zero takeaways. They didn't get the ball back and try to right the wrongs that we had going on the offensive side. But the ugly, ugly, is we're still first place in the NFC least. So if we are going to be one and two in the first place, we might be the 79 Seattle Seahawks from, you know, 2011, 2010, whatever, when they ended up beating the Saints in the wild card round. Not saying that's going to happen. I think it's highly unlikely. I don't see this team uh, making any sort of push unless they turn things around. Uh, hopefully this is preseason game three. Um, when this pod's done, obviously we'll go look at our, our next week opponent in the Ravens and see what we got. Uh, what are we talking next? Are we doing game ball? You guys, you guys got any hot topics? So game ball for me, nice, quick to the point, Browns defense. Three interceptions, strip sack, fumble recovery for five takeaways. You got it. I mean, and like like Ellie said, I'm not harboring on the interceptions. Um, it happens. I don't think our guy is an interception-prone player. Um, but tip to hat to the Browns defense, they came and played. They played better. Um, whether Dwayne made a bad read, whether he steered down the wide receiver, they made plays on the ball. They they put their offense in, in good positions to uh, score points, and they did that. So uh, kudos to them for that. Game ball, Mr. Phil. I would say the game ball for me is Montez Sweat. You know, we were down two linemen, two starters. Um, whether or not you consider INI as a starter or not, because he's part of that three-man rotation, he's starter quality. Um, Chase Young's gone and Montez is just living in Cleveland's backfield and he was the only guy getting that consistent pressure that, that I was seeing and I think that and, and he was doing that all the way through the game 
um, until the Browns just started just to run the ball down our throats. And I think that something has to be said for that, 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 you know, despite the fact that the aspects of the team, the rotation, everything else that was to help free him up and free up other guys were gone. We had less of them. He's still beating his man. And he was beating his man on the left side. He's facing their best offensive lineman. And he's beating that guy regularly, stunting inside, stunting outside, hustling on plays, not just on the two sacks, but he had a couple of pressures on Baker Mayfield too. And uh, so Montez gets gets my game ball for the team. I don't think I can really give one to anybody else. Fair enough. I mean, he, he got us a sack, and that's that's all you ask for, especially like he got two. He got two? Yeah, he got both the sacks we had. Okay, yeah. it's. I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at Google. They're not recording it then, but it's no big deal. Um, but regardless, two sacks, um, that's that's all you can ask for, especially when uh, the guy with more pedigree goes out with a, an injury. And at least they're saying that Chase Young's groin injury uh, won't be as bad for us. But unfortunately, we know that Matt Ioannidis is likely gone for the year with a – I believe a bicep tear. So, uh, yeah, that's uh that sucks. Uh, Ellie, uh, who gets your game ball, bro? Uh, two Gibson and Enman. We've been on Enman's case really hard all year. He made two. <laughs> he made two, good, two good catches. You're absolutely yeah, right, man. Everybody that scored points for us. Uh, but just un- unrelated. Dustin Hobson has got to chill with missing these kicks too, bro, before oh, it really man. costs us in the long run. But just, and Men and Gibson are my guys. They they scored points this week. You ever notice that Hopkins does that every year? Like the first couple of games, he's shaky, and then he just he, he clicks later in the year. It always seems like it's early in the season we have this conversation, and then by about week six, we're good. I don't know what that's all about, but where's Nick Rose? I like Nick Rose. Oh my god, dude! What a fucking name, and his his profile picture, whatever it was, oh, like yes. he just looked like he came from a frat party, man. He like, had the hair helmet going. It was awesome, man. Oh god, Nick Rose, let's go. <laughs> I'm I'm I miss Kai Forbath because I just love calling him Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Steve, who's getting your game balls, man? My two game balls: Gibson on offense and. Since Phil said sweat, even though I want to pick sweat, I'm going to go with John Allen because John Allen did get us credit for one sack. I think he got the first sack of the game. Oh, okay. I thought I thought but Sweat had that. I know Sweat was they, in there. Oh, absolutely. They both were just really good. They were they were just a presence. So Sweat already has one. I'll, I'll give one to uh, John Allen on, on a defense. And, yeah, Inman, I, I honorable mention Inman. He, he did a great job catching those two balls. And those were two really, really well-thrown balls by Dwayne. So, for all the stuff we dog him on, those were very tight, tight throws. So, kudos. Kudos to that. So, I think we're winding down towards the end of this one, nice and short and sweet. Uh miserable Monday for us, but I will start the shout out segment by giving a shout out to everyone who told me that I am riding penis because I <laughs> want my quarterback to do good. Thank you. Um, 38 happily married, three beautiful kids. Um, don't do that. Um, be respectful. I mean, it's, we can agree to disagree and we, we can talk shit and I, I get that. Um, 
I'm not homophobic or anything like that, but I think that's just like one of the most blatant disrespectful things you can say to another grown man over a football game, over a football player. Um, Dwayne doesn't know my name. He doesn't know your name. Um, He'll never know any of our names. Maybe we'll get him on the pod. Who knows? Maybe he will know our name, but beyond that uh, it's kind of lame. It's kind of lame when people show up to the group and you've been, you go and click their member profile and they've been with the group since 2017 and haven't said a damn thing. Uh, But then you show up to throw disparaging remarks, not only on admins, um, other people that you don't know, um, but players, it's just, it's kind of lame. I want the team to win. I want them to be good. Um, I understand that they're not going to be good, but shout out to the haters. Uh, I love you. Keep hating because you're having anger towards everyone reaching success. And that's not you. You suck at life. Get better, do better, earn a better figure, better salary. But don't be mad at me. Be mad at your mom. Peace. Go ahead. Where's y'all shout outs? Uh, go ahead. I got a lot from people that are working in the group this week. <laughs> oh, man. See, Rod stole some of my thunder on that one. I just want to remind people, you know, look, you have five admins here. Five people in the, that, that, uh, that, that, that run this house. All right. Two are ex-military. I know at least four of us are armed. I know two of us can throw hands for sure. I don't know about L.E., but I have a feeling that he probably knows some killers. (laughs) Detroit? Detroit? So, take it easy, because we have, in the past, had to challenge people, look, if you're going to run your mouth, when and where? And then they ended up disappearing. My man, Jay Carlos. <laughs> Those who were there, they know. But anyway, enough tooting my horn about how tough we are. Point is, I'm totally with, with, with Rod on this. You can't act like that. And it's funny because it's always initiated by the people who are coming in out of nowhere, been silent for two, three, four, in one case, five years. I think they were here when the group was first founded or something like that, when I first came in. And they haven't said anything in this whole time. But they want to come in and start, you know, saying, you're writing dick, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, who are you? What have you contributed other than this? And if that's all you can contribute, you're, you're nothing to me, and I'm going to treat you with about that level of respect. And I think most people will as well. Anybody with uh, with any kind of logical sense about them. So, you know, if you got a hot take, if you got thoughts, if you don't like Haskins, cool. Come with the facts. Come with the, a logical debate. Don't come with this over emotional stuff. It's not respected. So shout out to all you people who want to hate. It's an entertaining way for me to pass 15 seconds of my life. L-E. I love everybody. (laughs) 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 Hey, um, don't sleep on my hands too. But uh, anyway, I want to shout out to. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Hey, uh, Damon Anthony Rome. 
uh, Joey Carwile, Hurley Woolen, my boy. We got a ball sometime soon again, man. Cody Jones, as usual. Ben, um, I mean, Jeff Runyon. Uh, Brett Wallace. Brett Wallace always has a lot of really okay. intellectual. Does. Killing it. Shout out to Brett. Uh, I know your relative, Jeff Runyon. I think I said that already. Um, let me go to another post real quick. Uh, go ahead, Steve, because I got some more. Dustin Walsh, Chris Kenley. Yeah, uh, I'll give a shout out to uh, Jesse Clay, bringing bringing us back down to earth. Demar Daisy, bringing every bringing everyone back down to earth on this overreaction Monday. Uh, shout out to those who participated in the pregame pod: uh, Bernard George, Doug Donato Washington. We used to ball together too, back in the day in college, football, baseball, everything. Cody Jones. Greg Delaney, Joe Philly, Brett Wallace. Hey, thanks for contrib- uh, contributing and, and engaging. Uh, and thanks to everyone who did the the live thread. 753 comments. That's our single-handed best live thread ever. And I think it's not even close. The one before was like 400, 500-something. So that one just crushed it. So big ups to everybody who participated in that. A couple more for you guys. Christopher McDaniel. Uh Eric Morales, uh, Marcus Davis, and even if I don't agree with what you guys said on some of your spot, Rick Walsh, my dog. What's up, Rick? Uh, let's see, Marvin Arthur. He he's on there a lot too. He doesn't comment as much, but he'll he'll like some things, and you can see him getting involved and whatnot. Christian Fields, Travis White, Sneed, uh, Angela Pledger Rowe, Benjamin Harlow. How could I forget, man? He's all over this thing too. Um, Tracy Harden, shout out to you. A lot of guys, uh, you know, shout out to Rod. Everybody who's been a part of the, the group, <laughs> What's man. Up? What's up? <laughs> oh, 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 shout out to Dev. Yeah, absolutely. Shout was, out to Dev. That was going to be a close. Yeah, fellas. So, uh, yeah, the, those active uh, listeners. Dev has changed his shift at his, uh, at his uh, place of employment. So he will not be with us um, for a while. Um, I think we'll be able to get him on the uh, the Sunday morning uh, live thread on uh post pregame but uh yeah shout out to dad for sure man uh, hopefully you listen to this and you uh you know you hear the, the voice of preston marshall come across your speakers <laughs> we miss you shout out to those who are about to be still undefeated in the fantasy the addicts fantasy football league silence <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, what a low blow <laughs> i fall the one and two like come on what type of admin am i hey, you could still be in first place hey, i mean hey. it's possible right ron ron i'm climbing to one and two this week oh my gosh i'm hurting man i'm hurting yeah I, I need uh clyde hilaire like uh whatever to uh have a, a monster game versus the Ravens for me to come back. So yeah, that's that's my favorite. Well, story. I've seen about three of his runs ripped off for first downs. So you, I don't know what his numbers are, but you might be on to something with that. He's I, at I, eight, I eight so. for thirty six right now. Hold it's twenty seven to ten, and it's about to be halftime. Who's Whoa, up? Who's, who's up? Chiefs are, are giving it to the Ravens. I mean, wow. I'm down by fifty three points, so I'm not going I, I'm, back. <laughs> Ravens yeah. haven't shown up. Oh my gosh! We better be watching every second of this game. Who's Chase of Ionitis? Who the hell is that in the fantasy? Uh, Isn't that? Uh, so what are you? No, you're, you're Michael Pyatt. Pyatt. I'm somewhere Bryce Mike Pyatt. Negative shout out to Mike Pyatt for whooping hey. my ass right now. Hopefully, I come back. But uh, I hey, Clyde hey. hey, he's come got back. his own no, podcast, he, ch- chilling on half. Big shout damn. out, Mike Pyatt. Yeah. 
And he was here for the draft too. So you know yes, what? That's... Yeah, he was. Good people. Good people. Fellas, if that's this damn game that's going on right now, I kind of want to watch that because, uh, I mean, that's our opponent next week. Maybe we get some keys to victory. Get a little bit t- something to talk about Thursday. So, uh, yeah, man, damn, it's been a good pod. Pod 21. Uh, rest in peace, Sean Taylor. Uh, this is fun. Uh, hopefully we got some much better things to talk about in the future. Um, but I will see you all Thursday night. And listeners, you will hear us Friday morning. Peace. We'll hearing this Tuesday. Peace. Peace. Check out YouTube, too. This will go up on YouTube. So if you want to see our ugly faces, see what we look like. Put a name to a face to at least better associate yourselves. Redskins added to YouTube. We'll have this up. So uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Take care, y'all. Peace.